Hello everybody, welcome to another very special episode of Shit Gamers Say. This is our third special episode in which we don't do a commentary or talk about video games. I'm your host Joe Boda, and it's just going to be me today. Nobody else. Hmm. This is my special side project. I'm going solo. Uh, Wait, what was that noise? Uh, oh no! What is that? But Joe, Daddy's got to work. Peter, <laughs> when did you get? When, how long have you been here? Uh, I thought you left last night. I've been here all weekend. God damn it! I ain't going home. I thought you. You're not going home. <laughs> Don't tell the world that you're going home. Oh boy. Oh boy. Mama, I'm going home. Oh, going home. Well, now that you're here from the debauchery of last night, I guess we might as well record this podcast together. Might as well. As a family. A family. I don't ha- I don't have friends. I just got family. We just got familia. <laughs> yeah, well, even though our spirits might be down, at least we always will have our one thing in life. The one thing that's been critical to our life. Yes. Since about a week ago. Critical. Critical. 15 years in the making, one week in the doing, and that is the Fast and the Furious series. Yes, the greatest arc in cinematic history. Truly a product of our generation, <laughs> and one in which we will force our grandchildren to watch over and over and over again. Yes, specifically the fourth iteration of it. Specifically the fourth, wait, what? <laughs> is, that, no. is that one over and over again? No. <laughs> All right, so the way this podcast is, is me and Peter are going to go down the line of Fast and Furious movies. We're going to talk about each and every one of them and eventually lead up to Furious 7, the most recent release. There are spoilers in this podcast. Which we saw last night, well, last evening. Last evening. There will be spoilers in this podcast. So if you want to go watch the Fast and Furious series... Do not listen to this, or do listen to this. I don't actually know. I don't own Maybe you. Maybe we'll sell you on it. I don't know. Maybe we'll make it appealing, because everything's a ride, not necessarily a destination. <laughs> yes. But to give background on this, why the hell did you marathon the Fast and the Furious series, Peter? Honestly, I've been meaning to watch all of these ever since Fast Five came out, so this is like four years in the making, because when Fast Five came out, everyone was like, holy shit, like... This is the best Fast and Furious movie they've ever made. They completely revitalized the series. The Rock is awesome in it. I'm like, oh man, I should see it. And then Fast 6 came out. I was like, oh, I guess I should probably see these. And finally, Fast Furious 7, it's like, okay, well... Like, apparently this is getting amazing reviews. Paul Walker has sadly passed away. Like, let's just... We gotta do this now. We gotta do this now. So, So I did it. And then Peter started doing it. And he made the crazy proposition to me that we should go see Furious 7. So then I marathoned yeah. it. You had only ever seen the first one. I had never seen any of them. Yeah, and I remember the first one not being much to write home about. So it was interesting to watch this series evolve <laughs> as I went through each video after video until about 3 o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So with that, I believe we must start our discussion at the very beginning. The beginning. The Fast and The Furious. Let's let's just get this out of the way. This, let's get this, this out of the for way. This, first, this discussion that I want to have. They're, yes. they're naming conventions. I can't decide if it's the worst or the greatest that they keep changing how they name these movies. 
I feel like all of them are just products of poor foresight. Yeah. <laughs> Let's name it this. And then, oh, hey, I have a pun for this next one. Let's use this. <laughs> this series is probably done after this, right? Yeah. And then it's never the case. <laughs> it, You can't kill it. It's become too powerful. They, they keep getting more popular. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So... This first one we have here, The Fast and The Furious. The these are important. Yes, they're incredibly they're important. They're critical. They're critical to this movie. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> can you give me the a high-level summary of this, Peter? Because it's been a very long time since I've seen this movie, actually. Okay, uh, there's a group of people doing street races, and Paul Walker must infiltrate... Uh, well, he's he's you know undercover. He's an undercover cop trying to infiltrate the street racing world and break it apart from the inside. Basically, that's fa- the Fast and the Furious. The Fast and the Furious. The Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Full disclosure: I've marathoned them recently, but I actually skipped the first one because I thought it didn't matter. But it matters, Joe. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Like that one guy from the first movie eventually comes back in the sixth movie. <laughs> so does Vin Diesel and like everyone else. Yeah, so I remember watching this as a kid accidentally. Like it wasn't my intention to ever see it. Mm-hmm. It just happened uh, as, on a plane ride. Many of the greatest things of all time do. Yes, by complete accident. So as a result, I remember not. I remember being bored as shit of this movie <laughs> as a kid. Yeah, because a lot of what was going on was over my head, and it seemed like your generic sort of. It wasn't even an action film, really. No, like that first movie, in the purest sense, was a racing movie. Like most of the scenes were just racing, and then watching some guy shift his gears. Yeah, it was car porn it really it really was like and yeah and this effect kind of keeps going on for the rest of the film series but like every other scene is just like i'm hitting the i'm hitting turbo then you're zooming you're like like the the stretch effect that they do it's like okay yeah sure yeah and it's one of those things where the series has yet to be established as like crazy over dramatic and corn dog no this is when these movies were actually about cars because right. you know, Fast and Furious. But that being said, like any sort of corn dog that you would have put into the movie was immediately like kinda like you would wrinkle your face yeah, at it. It was I mean, it was pretty I mean at this point I don't think they were self aware. At this point just it just happened to be campy and dumb because it was just a campy and dumb movie. Mm-hmm. Not because they were like, We need to write it this way. It was like, Well, we wrote it and it just happened to turn out this way. <laughs> It also didn't help. I believe the first one was PG thirteen. Yes, and I think that's actually aren't they? Are they all PG thirteen? I thought they were. I mean, I don't I, see how else they could be so popular. That's the thing. Is like it's, it's you're basically taking something that's supposed to be gritty, but because of the PG thirteen, it becomes a little bit more watered down, mm-hmm. and it's harder to take straight. But I digress. I did not have high opinions of the first one i thought it was i mean i enjoyed watching it but i mean do it is not in like the top three fast and furious movies oh yes easy yeah (laughs) 
But speaking of the top three Fast and Furious movies, <laughs> we now bring ourselves to Too Fast, Too Furious. I love that they have a song for this movie. Like just from the from the beginning, it's just like Too Fast, Too Furious. Like a bunch of raps going on. I'm like, okay, okay. This is a beautiful film. I people don't like this one, but I really like this one because it's just so dumb. Like this is. They take the dumb quotient from the first one and, like, multiply it. Basically, if your issues were that Fast and Furious, the Fast and Furious was too, played it too straight, then this one was way too goofy, (laughs) but in the best possible way. Yeah. So, the synopsis is uh, O'Connor, the FBI agent, Paul Walker, from the first one, is now in exile. He let Dom go from the first one. Yes. The criminal. And so because of that, he's off sort of in hiding in Miami. And from there, the FBI approaches him and says, hey, if you take down this, 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 uh, I don't know, you can almost like kind of view him as a Scarface in a way. (laughs) If you take down this guy, then we will wipe your record clean and you're free to go. And from there, campiness ensues. Yeah, just from the beginning, from the very first scene, like Ludacris is just hopping around in a freaking afro, running his street race. Like there's themed cars for each person. Like I'm, I'm the girl with the pink car. Like it's so great. You just have all kinds of ridiculousness. Paul Walker has blonde tips. He's, yes. He's wearing shorts and a t-shirt like all the time, like big baggy shorts. I miss these days. Like I miss the like super colorful life that we used to live. Now everything's so gritty. Product of the early aughts. Yeah. <laughs> what a beautiful film. And then it just turns up the ridiculousness meter to 11. Yeah. During one of the final chase sequences. In which Paul Walker <laughs> and his compadre mm. in crime, uh, I only know him as Roman from the movie, have uh, to elude. His, I think his real name is Tyrese. Tyrese. I only know this because during Fear 7, one of the, there was a black chick in the audience that was like, Ah, oh, Tyrese! <laughs> oh yeah, Tyrese Gibson it says here. Yes. They have to evade the cops, and so they pull into a garage, and then all at once... All the garage doors open in this complex, and hundreds of sports cars come out, yes. and the cops are f- left to chase every last one that, of them. That was a really smart scene. That was incredible. <laughs> that was one of the first scenes where I'm like, how can they top this? Yes. <laughs> oh, how naive I was. <laughs> of course, this movie was not well-received, because again, it was dumb. Fast and Fury, it was dumb. It was incredibly dumb. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think they became way too self-aware. <laughs> but that for me, that's a good thing. Yeah. I think everyone else was still cocking their eyebrows at whether yeah. or not they were playing this straight or not. Yeah, people were just like, I don't know about this. These, I, I thought this was supposed to be a car movie. I don't know, guys. I also like how I felt like there was a certain film grain that made it seem like this was shot in the 80s. I got yeah. heavy Miami Vice vibes from this movie. Well, that that's one thing that, um, especially when you watch them so close to each other, you see the transition of, hey, this is back when they actually used to use film, and now we're just using digital cameras. Totally. 
So it it's it's very near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. I much enjoy it. Moving on. Yes. We now have the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drifteru. <laughs> So top three movie here, top three Fast and Furious. Film Easily yeah. top three. Like the, I I like Tokyo Drift a lot, which is kind of weird because it's such a weird. It's like a such a weird offshoot of like only literally like one character from this movie even has any like part in the rest of the movies. And you don't even know he has part in the rest of the movies. Yeah. Until they start wedging him into the plot it, of the other movies. Exactly. And they, well, we, I don't know. We, we could either talk about it now or later, but the way that they take all these separate paths of these first three movies and somehow combine them in the later movies is just crazy to me. Like It's just ridiculous. Like how they were able to work it all together and actually works, remarkable. <laughs> A smart man will say that it's just dumb retconning, but one who enjoys life and is not a cynical <laughs> asshole will say that it's the greatest twisting and turning of a plot yep. since the tale of two cities. So what happens in Tokyo drift? What happens in Tokyo drift? Well, American badass cowboy, Sean Boswell played by Lucas black gets into trouble in America. And it comes a point where he has to stop running and is sent to his father who's a stationed military officer in Tokyo. Yes. Tokyo, Japan. Tokyo, Japan, not Paris. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief. And it is here that he must prove himself to his new Japanese classmates and an Australian girl, also a black kid, played <laughs> by Bow Wow. Also black, yep. Named Twinkie, nonetheless, because he has a cream filling sure i guess that's gross anyway and so he's here to drift you must learn how to drift because in japan there isn't a lot of room <laughs> so you have to make tight turns yep. very often and while there he meets up with a dude named han the best man the greatest the, man the greatest man this guy has quirks out the wazoo I, oh man he just eats all the time i love that like it's such like an iconic thing of like putting the chip on his tongue and like munching on it. Yeah, one chip at a time. Always moving his hands, always moving his mouth. Yep. Anyway, Sean pisses some Yakuza brat off and from there he must defend his honor. Yes. So, this movie is great. It's it's pretty good. I think the thing that this movie does really well is like the progression because um with these other the other films it's like well i'm already a trained cop or like i'm already like the best of the best like the best driver this is like this guy fucking sucks at drifting and you see the progression of like i'm learning how to drift i'm slowly getting better i'm beating this guy i'm beating this guy until eventually it's like i am the best drifter it's kind of a feel good american movie if you really want to think about it because that's the thing is this guy is straight up like cowboy yeah you know he's like he is america so if you're american you you want this dude to succeed. You want him to be the best. And he becomes the best. Mm. And it, I don't know, it, it's one of those like age-old tactics of giving you someone to root for. Yes, totally. And it's easy to identify with this kid in some ways. But, yeah, I like this movie. Yeah, and then it has the entire thing of 
they kill off a character that you did not expect to be killed off. Exactly. There was a character was killed off in the first one. But it had no consequence, yeah, really. Yeah, like, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah, just some random dude's like, oh, God, you killed him. Oh, he's one of, like, the side characters. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, but this one actually kind of did some good character development. And then from there, you cared about them when something happened to them. Yeah. Also, can I take a moment to ask you, Peter? Yeah? You've been to Japan. I have. Is the hair usually that stupid? Um, Do you remember Yakuza Kid's hair? How it was pointed on both sides? Yeah. Do you remember the anime hair that some kids had where it was like spiky red? So I'm going to be honest with you, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not always... Like, it's a stereotype, for sure. But I did see people with spiky hair. Like, most people just have regular hair, but there are people in Japan that are just like, you know, they're probably just the people that like to be all stylish, you know? They, mm-hmm. they actually do have ridiculous hair like that. Like, they, that's awesome. There are people in Japan that try to dress like they're from animes. And I have another question, but I think you and I both know the answer to this question already. Mm-hmm. But I guess to give some backstory on why I'm asking this question. During the initial drift sequences, when they have all their cars in the garage and there are like a bunch of pretty girls everywhere, I saw girls with tattoos, Peter. (laughs) I don't think that's a very common thing to show on display in Japan now, is it? No, not. I the entire time I was in Japan, I did not see any tattoos because they typically they associate with the yakuza. Exactly. If you have a tattoo, typically you're part of the yakuza. So that was something that kind of put me off. It's like you clearly got a lot of American. Or rather, Japanese American women oh, to yeah. do some of these scenes. I mean, honestly, I don't even think, I don't think any of the scenes actually take place in Tokyo. I think that it's all in L.A. and then they just CGI'd in Tokyo things. I mean, of course, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised by any of that. Mm-hmm. But it's just interesting when I was watching that. It's like, hmm, this might not be culturally, <laughs> yeah, accurate. Totally. They, yeah. they got some parts, but other parts is like, yeah, that's not really J- Japanese. Do the cops really not chase you if you're going over a certain MPH? <laughs> I actually have no idea about that one. That that was a that's probably bullshit. That's probably bullshit. Yeah, I don't know that they programmatically limit the speed that the cops can go. Yeah, seems a bit a uh, bit oddball. Yeah, though I will say that um, cops in Japan do mean different things than they have different connotations to them than in America whereas in America cops are seen as this thing that like you know you you want to think that oh they're protecting us but a lot of people have a bad it's adversarial, con- yeah, it's adversarial. the cop is not your friend exactly but in Japan cops like well first of all in Japan uh, weapons are illegal so cops do not hold a gun and they just have like a stick to like you know fight off just, enemies. Just hit you with so it. In, in Japan, cops are seen more of like a community like service sort of thing, where literally like a cop is just like someone that helps you. Like cops go and help kids get to school. Cop like there's more like a community thing of like, hey, you will you would go ask a cop for like favors and stuff. Like hey, I'm. I need to get on the bus and I don't have any change. Could you help me out? And the cop would be like, sure. Here's a quarter. Like that's the kind of free st- money. <laughs> well, you'd eventually pay the cop back, but you know, or else he'd break your fingers. Exactly, punk. Not really. No, Probably. D- not. I see cops more as just like friendly community figures that sometimes help, like sometimes fight crime in Japan. While here, it's more like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking ticket you and take all your money, and uh, I gotta meet a quota. Like, I don't think that type of stuff happens in Japan, really. Mm-hmm. Or at least it's not as readily apparent if there yeah. is any dark underbelly 
And so, moving on. Yes. Fast and Furious. This bullshit Leave right here. Delete these. Delete the these. Get those out of there. Yeah. So this this movie is bullshit on more than one level. <laughs> it's bullshit in the name because it's Fast and Furious, not the Fast and the Furious. It's the fourth movie. But it's just called Fast and Furious. Yeah. It should have been called Fast and Furious, but oh my God. I'm not a, not a fucking pun master, <laughs> apparently. And this has the honor of being the worst film in the series, in my opinion. I I will fight you. I will cut you. Honestly, <sighs> just just give the good I, people sure, a summary, Peter. It's not bad. It's not a bad film. It just honestly, when I look back, it's the one that I'm just like, I don't. It's boring. It's kind of boring. Give like, give him a rundown of this movie, Peter. Honestly, What's up with this, Peter? Okay, so Dominic and crew are doing hijackings to make money. At some point, Letty gets killed i don't i only like oh no letty gets killed i can't remember all, all the things that happened but yeah they're they're doing all these missions for money you know basically what happens is letty dom aka dom's vin girl. diesel's dom's girl she dies yes while he's away mm-hmm. and he comes back and he gets some leads on some dudes and it turns out that he finds the killer who is a part of a drug cartel Meanwhile, Paul Walker's character, Brian O'Connor, is back with the FBI in L.A. Yes. And they're t- trying to take down the same drug lord. So Dom and Paul Walker, I see this. You've done this to me, Peter. Mm-hmm. I mix up the actors' names and the characters' I, names. I've had this problem the entire time because some of the character names I just don't remember, but I know their real names. <laughs> Vin Diesel and Paul Walker team up in a hilarious, goofy duo. <laughs> But one built on a shaky alliance yeah. such that they may take down this cartel man and his henchman who is the one responsible for killing Letty. This is the beginning of the family. The beginning of the La Familia. <laughs> yeah. But, of course, naturally, they're apprehensive about each other. Mm-hmm. And so there's some trust that's left to be desired. And this movie is boring as shit. There's like three significant action sequences and they're all pretty like... Yeah. The first one is tame, like nothing special, and I guess you can make an argument for the t- last two, mm-hmm. but even then they're not that crazy, and then there's a lot of melodrama with Letty being yeah. dead, and I don't give a shit about Letty at all. See, I I give a shit, but I guess it was kind of, it was a little bit much, but I don't know, I, I just find that uh, this movie was definitely a transitionary period in that they were like, well, we need to take it a little bit more seriously than we have in the past. But they hadn't figured out that, you know what, we should probably inject some comedy back into this, too. Some comedy and just, like, make it go, yeah. like, full-on action movie. Totally, because, yeah, because once you get to the next film, it's like, this is not a racing movie anymore. This is an action film. <laughs> and it should be uh, brought up with this movie. This movie is, this and all the movies after, with the exception of Seven, are prequels yes. to Tokyo Drift. So, now Han is back. Yep. He uh, passed away in Tokyo Drift. He's going to be there for the next three movies, and then <laughs> Tokyo Drift will happen in the canon. And at every step of the way, making hints about what's going to happen in Tokyo Drift. I was like, I don't know. I think I want to go to Tokyo someday. Just Every <laughs> goddamn movie. I think I'm going to go to Tokyo. I think next time I'm going to Tokyo. It's like they think you're <laughs> stupid or something, I think audience. I, I think I'm going to go to blah, blah, blah. Wait, I thought you said you wanted to go to Tokyo. He's like, yeah, you're right. I guess I'll go to Tokyo. But first, I'll go to Berlin. <laughs> yeah. It's like, 
<laughs> and then maybe Madrid. I know you didn't like that, but I every time they mentioned Tokyo, I got so giddy, just so giddy. I'm like, it's coming. It's it coming. just was way. It, the first time it made sense because I think it would like remove all doubt in anyone's mind that oh yeah, this is a prequel. But then it just got like because the next two movies after this one, it's like Tokyo Drift is already in our rearview mirror. So, you know, it's need to be brought up again and again to remind people that this is the way it is. It's like, well, if they had seen Fast and Furious, they already know. You know, they already know what's going on. I don't know. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah, this I didn't like this movie. I mean, it had it had one good twist. Hmm. See, I liked all the movies, but I would say this one is my least favorite. This one just felt like a drag to get through for me. Hmm. Which, yeah, it's not, it's not a common feeling because I feel like I've enjoyed all of them up until this yeah. point. I mean, I guess I did feel that it was like, I'm just watching this one because I know Fast Five's next. And that's the one that everyone like obsesses over. Because you even look at my Facebook or my Twitter, right before I watched Fast Five, I was just like, okay, this is the one that everyone loves. I hope that I, it lives up to these high expectations I have. And even me who I didn't look too closely at your Twitter other than I knew you were watching them. Yeah. And then after I watched Fast Five, I just t- tweeted out in all caps, <laughs> how can you possibly follow up Fast yes. Five? Yes, and af- right after I watched it, I tweeted, you're right, guys, this, this, this movie's fucking amazing. Totally, even with my high expectations, it blew my expectations. Out of the water. Yes, like... Fast Five is an incredibly good good movie. Like not just like oh, it's a good racing movie. No, like this is <laughs> this is a r- fun time, like a good action film for the whole family, the whole it's, of familia. It's all all about the family. All about Gro- the family. They're growing their they're growing their family. Yeah. Moving on to Fast Five, it should be mentioned now that the themes, the corn dog themes of "We Are a Family," keep growing. Just keep growing. And I to, love it. It's like the freaking heart of the cards, but now it's the heart of the familia. It's so. There are certain things that have, like, over the course of the movies, have been injected into the films as, like, now this is the formula. And at, by Fast Five, they knew, like, Fast Five cements what the current day, like, Fast and Furious formula is. And, it, and I love that it's, like, you know, cars, action set pieces, and family. Like, family's, like, a big cornerstone of the films. Exactly. That's the weirdest part to me because it's just so corny. Like, no one does that anymore. No one's like, we are a family, unless it's a Disney movie. And whoever eats first has to pray. Exactly. (laughs) They have made their life decisions. They have decided that this is what this series is going to be. Mm -hmm. And they are not looking back on it. No. So, Fast Five, Peter. Give me a summary of Fast Five. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to take you off the force, Peter. You're going to take me off the force? If you you keep fucking up, man. So... uh, um. Okay. A lot of stuff happens in Fast Five. I don't know. They're in some country. They're being hunted. They have to do a heist. They want to make money. They want to be millionaires. They steal this bank vault. There. There's a. There's a guy hunting them. But then eventually they somehow make a a truce. <laughs> Damn it, Peter. I got nothing from that. The Rock is in it. So the events. Following Fast and Furious. They strap their cars to a bank vault and drive it across the entire city. The events following Fast and Furious. They're in London. Vin Diesel and Paul Walker are on the run. 
they fucking smuggled shit. And they're not too well liked in the United States right now. Especially having broken out, broken Vin Diesel out of prison. Yeah. He got put in prison in the last one. They broke him out at the end. But he can't go back. He can't go back now. So they run naturally to the next best place. Brazil. The America of the South. Mm-hmm. The South America. And it's in there that they have one last job. Make them a lot of money. Yep. And they fuck it up. So badly. <laughs> and now there's a rich, powerful corporate dude in Rio de Janeiro who wants them dead. And along with this man, there's also the DEA, who seemingly has no borders, has jurisdiction over the entire world yep. <laughs> because it's America. And so that leads to The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, hunting them down, oh. a DEA agent with an ax to grind with Vin D's. I'm just going to say right now, The Rock saved this film series. The Rock is probably the best character in the series like, by far. He's like he's so campy in just the perfect way because they kept kind of they kept some of the grittiness from the fourth movie but then injected the rock which gave you the campy like fun so it kind of balanced it out. So that where it's like this is just a fun movie now like a fun action movie. The rock says a lot of stupid shit and I love it. But if if it were not for his amazing delivery. Yeah. He all those years of uh, spouting bullshit on the mic has really made him good at delivering lines. Exactly. So he he functions as the main antagonist for most of the movie, along with crazy Brazilian rich man. Yep. And then it all accumulates to them saying, fuck crazy Brazilian uh, corporate man. Yeah. We're going to steal his money. Mm-hmm. And by stealing his money, we're going to steal an entire fucking bank vault. Yes. And that's that's the gist of this plot. Mm-hmm. And this is the best one. You cannot not say that this is not the best one. It really it really is the best one. Yeah. Like I I want to like everyone's uh all the reviews are, you know, in favor of uh Furious 7, but this was the best one. This is the best this, one. This one it has a perfect balance, I feel. Yeah, you have that comic relief. There were the two Hispanic men yes. who were part of the team, and I can't remember their names off the top of my and, head. And Han's on the team. Like Everyone that you want to be on the team is on the team, and everyone you don't want to be on the team is not on the team. Like Letty. <laughs> not that I have anything against Letty, but I don't know. There was something about the configuration of the team in this one. I was like, this is like a perfect balance of who I want to be there. Yeah, like, great. all the characters are, are capable of both comic relief as well as serious dialogue, yeah. you know, in, in, including the antagonist. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you don't have a, like, straight-up evil antagonist for most of the film, yeah. like you have in many of the others. So it's enjoyable to watch from all angles. And, and honestly, having Letty not be there actually adds a really good element to, like, to Dom's story. Right. Like, it, it actually makes him feel more human than in the past, where it's just like, I'm just a racer. Like, I, I just race. Well, because he actually has more interactions with Paul Walker yeah. and her name in the movie, Mia, uh, who is his sister. So it it just feels like you have more... There's different things to talk about. Mm-hmm. There's different character development going on than before. So, and I think those two with Dom, they work well together because I don't think Dom's super interesting without those people. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes this this movie great. 
everything about this movie is great. It's, yeah, it's really good. And then moving on, Fast and Furious Six. Six. Letty is alive. God damn it. She's alive. <laughs> this makes no goddamn sense. Yeah. So this entire film is, well, I mean, the last movie, Five, uh, actually ended with a scene that just was like, we found a picture of Letty. It's like, oh. <laughs> so yeah, you find Letty. She's part of some like doppelgang group of of racers that are similar to you in like really weird ways. <laughs> To where you, it's like they're self-aware about it too. There's like there's a freaking doppelgangers. They all look the same as us, basically. <laughs> yeah. But they're British. Yeah, but they're British guys, and um, I don't know. They just they have like a kind of like a turf war against each other. Yeah, basically these criminal masterminds are just that masterminds calculating cold, and they're off to seek for they seek treasure. Yeah, and. A lot, a large part of it is uh, trying. Well, Vin Diesel trying to. I, I'm, I keep switching between names. Dom trying to show Letty that she she, she was part of their team and like trying to tr- you know prove trust, like gain her trust and such. The it just made no sense. So Letty apparently <laughs> didn't die. Yeah, she, she, she just got amnesia. Amnesia, <laughs> and then because of that, she joined the bad guys. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now it's just the Dom trying to convince her the entire time that she's she's someone else, but she doesn't want to believe him. Mm-hmm. My problem with Letty, I don't think this has been made abundantly clear yet. My issue with this girl is she's very one-dimensional in her act. Not it's not to say her acting is bad; it's her character is always serious all the time. A little bit, yeah. When she is in the scene, she is drama. You know, like she's not causing drama. She's just, it's going to be a dramatic scene. I've never once feel like she's ever made like a wisecrack like all the other guys. Yeah, not really. I, I, she, where she does best is uh, fighting scenes. Yes. Because she's not t- talking. <laughs> she's just showing off like her incredibly good, uh, you know, action quota and fighting some other chick that's like an MMA wrestler or something. I just don't feel like the writers know what to do with her yeah, most of the time. Yeah, a little bit. She's just, she's just kind of a leftover fragment from the first one of like, well, this is this is Dom's girl, so. Basically, yeah. It, I just feel like there's been no real effort put into making her interesting as a character at all. I don't know. That's just me without all the corn dog. Yeah. But whatever. So... Yeah, they have to take their... They actually get recruited by the DEA. Mm-hmm. So The Rock is now their friends yeah, in this the one. The Rock is part of the family now. La familia. <laughs> and so he tells them, hey, we'll wipe your record again if you take down these British motherfuckers. Yeah, there's so much wiping of records and forgetting of bad things that have happened. <laughs> yeah, or good things. And so they have to take these guys down. And it ends in a pretty stellar scene. Yes, of them taking down a gigantic Russian aircraft. With cars, which, okay, by this point in the series, the idea that they're go- every single um, every single encounter they have, they're in fucking sports cars, it's so ridiculous. Like, at this point in the series, it's, just, it's so ridiculous that I just, I love it. Because it's just like every single action scene, it's like, let's get our fucking sports cars and... You know, 
<laughs> like at this point, you should be using like tanks or something. But no, we're just gonna go with these stock sports cars. Well, it was like that in Fast Five too, yeah. where it's like, how do we infiltrate the police? base and they just spend all that time trying to like drift, drift around yeah. security cameras <laughs> At least that made sense did it well i mean but the point because being, they're like that's the only way we could do it fast enough i was like but okay the, but but in this movie it's just like we just have our cars there's no real reason for it but it's just like the point being is that like oh yeah we the idea that we need to infiltrate this highly secure bank yeah how will we do that with cars that's it's all, it's, not, we, it's all we know. We're the best driving Snake, team. Snake, this is a sneaking mission. That's why I've provided you with a fucking Viper V8. <laughs> yes. Why? I don't know. That's how this series is. But yeah. they take down a plane. Also, can we talk about the fact that the runway was endless? He, that's a pretty long runway. That's a really long-ass like runway. It took 30 minutes for that plane to, to, to take to off. To take off. And then, like, another, like, ten for it to fall back to the earth. It's cool. I know, it's cool. I like it. It was really cool. <laughs> it's fun to watch. And then the secret, well, not really secret, but that ending scene that conveys what is going to happen next. So this is where the timeline yeah. reconverges. This, honestly, Fast and Furious 6 is worth seeing just for this, especially if you were a fan of Tokyo Drift. So it shows the the moments in to- the moment before in Tokyo Drift before Han crashes, he, uh, he crashes into the car, and then the car that crashed into him, um, Jason Statham walks out of the car, and calls. Uh, it, it calls Dom. Yeah, he calls Dom. He's just like, you don't know who I am, but you're about to find out. And then. That's the end of the movie. And you're just like, holy shit, Jason Statham's going to be the bad guy in the next movie. Movie. Basically, he's playing the brother of the British mastermind they took down in Fast, Five. Fast, Fast and Furious 6. Yeah. And that's where we come into Furious 7, yes. the new movie. And it it starts with a bang. It's like, I don't... Jeez. Oh, I don't know. I... This one, I mean, we just saw it, so I haven't had t- that much time to think about it. This one has so much shit going on. Like, th- if there was one thing I could say that about this movie that was almost borderline is that there was a lot of... St- it almost had Spider-Man 3 syndrome. Almost. Yes, I, I can see you. I can feel you on that. I felt like it was at least it had a focused uh, yes. cast. No, totally. Like, I don't... As I said, I think it almost had Spider-Man 3 syndrome. Yes. Like, it was close. There was a lot going on in this film. Uh, but, yeah, fortunately, the character cast yeah. were focused. The narrative was focused. Yeah. So, so uh, Statham is going out and basically trying to take out everyone on that team systematically. So, the, he, takes, he takes, out, um, takes out The Rock... Well, he's not out, but but his like he broke his arm or something. He successfully kills one member of the team, and that would be Han. Yeah, he killed Han, and now he's coming for everyone else. He bombs their house, so that's kind of like a warning warning sign. Yeah. Um. So they're trying to hide everybody. They're trying to hide Mia. They're hiding Mia in some like fortress of, you know, a bunch of people with guns and shit. There's just. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, a lot of stuff happened because I've already, like, gotten out of order with the sequence. Well, I mean, basically, yeah, he puts 
the rock in the hospital. Yeah, he mm-hmm. tries to blow up Vin Diesel yeah, and Mia. The government is like enlisting them to find some super computer that can spy on everyone using network the entire network of everything in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're basically like, "Sup, we can help you find what you're looking for. You just need to do this mm-hmm. for us." And yeah, it leads to them kidnap. Well, not kidnapping, but rescuing. Uh, rescuing someone that hacker, has been kidnapped a hacker yeah and then from there they have her help them find this chip that activates this system called god's eye yep which will let them find whoever they want wherever they want which is a lot like that scene in the dark knight where batman uses everyone's cell phones to find somebody basically that and then from there they do a lot of shit and the and then um statham statham what statham Statham. Statham. Or you, can Statham. Talk him, you can call him Decker if you Decker. Decker. Decker might be Deckard might be easier because that's the character name. Yeah. But he ends up stealing it from them. And then mm-hmm. he has the God's eye. Yep. And then it's from there that they have to work together as a family to hack back into God's eye. Yes. And blind Deckard, essentially. And in this movie and his cohorts. In this movie more than any movie, it's incredibly apparent that like I mentioned it before, but there's no like there's absolutely no reason to have these sports cars anymore. They are literally parachuting out of a plane in their fucking sports cars, <laughs> just driving everywhere. Yeah, it's it's dumb in a way that I can totally appreciate. It's the most beautiful kind of dumb. Like they parachute out of a car with their they parachute out of a car parachute out of that plane with their freaking cars just launching their cars down. Like, God they're damn. not even built practically. They're no. modified customs. Like, yeah, because you know they need they need the uh, they need to be able to land properly. Vin Diesel needs his American muscle. Yep. Uh, Walker needs his uh, import. Yeah, he needs his import. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know. Yeah, and then you're in the uh, in the uh, Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. They have to get the chip out of a sports car, a 3.7 million sports car. So in order to get that chip, they naturally have to drive it. They have to drive it because they don't have time to get the chip out. So they drive this car through this skyscraper, and they're like, oh, shit, well, there's no place to go. Let's just launch it into the other skyscraper. And they do this not once. But twice they hop skyscrapers with this car. <laughs> and yeah, that also we should provide some context. This freaking sports car is on like the 60 plus f- floor of a building. Yeah, of a skyscraper. Of a skyscraper. Why? I don't know. Because the guy who owns it is rich. Yeah, he's a rich guy that just. Yeah. They, he's caged the beast. Mm-hmm. They must uncage it. Yeah, Dom needs to release the beast. Yeah. Goddamn. <laughs> Makes no sense. No goddamn sense. And then during the climax, they have to hack God's eye. Mm-hmm. But Deckard and his friends do a good job of just following the crew everywhere. So they don't have to do too much other than just to play hot potato with the hacker who's doing the hacking while Deckard and his cohorts chase them. But here's the thing. The Rock. The Rock needs to get involved on the action. Yeah. Yes. He flexes his cast off. Yes. And says, Daddy's got to work. <laughs> Fist bumps his, like, daughter. Seven to eight year old daughter. And then grabs, like, of course, he just happens to have all of his military gear and a giant machine gun just in the hospital with him. A minigun. 
<laughs> Not just a machine gun, a yeah. minigun. And then he hijacks an ambulance and uses that to get to the scene of the crime. Like, it's uh. <laughs> <this is> amazing. <laughs> and so I think this perfectly illustrates this film's downfall. There was not enough yeah. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Having The Rock be, uh, you know, knocked out, ha- well, injured for 90% of the movie was a bad thing for this film because he was missed. Like, I, he was, his, uh, his delivery was sorely missed for most of that movie. And as per usual, Letty just had all the corn dog scenes. Yeah. And I would actively like roll my eyes when she became in focus on the camera. And I'm like, no. Yeah, I mean, she's she's really good at the action scene. She's really good at doing the hand to hand fighting and stuff like that. But yeah, I the more you mention it, the more I'm just like, you know, maybe you're right. I mean, I am right. Yeah. Because Roman and uh, who's the other dude? Um. Which other dude? You know the other dude. The other black guy. I didn't want to say it. Tej. Oh, Tej. yeah, yeah. Ludacris. Ludic- oh, that's Ludacris? Oh, I'm yeah. so bad with rappers. I suck. Well, the thing is, <laughs> in the movie, his middle name is Ludacris. Like, at, like his character name has the middle name of Ludacris. So you can still kind of call him Ludacris, even though his real name is Ludacris. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so <laughs> I feel so embarrassed right now. I feel like I should know these high... You I'm not good who, with celebrities. You should probably know who Ludacris is. We've been over this, Peter, in our commentary of Dead Rising Watch, high, Watchtower. I don't, I'm don't. i not good with celebrity names. Yeah. I don't know celebrities that well. Regardless, they have a dynamic. Mm-hmm. They have good back and forth totally. moments. Vin Diesel and Paul Walker kind of have that too. Paul Walker is pretty good with everybody. The Rock is good by yeah. himself and with everybody. Letty, she's just always being angry. She's really just there to be Dom, angry. Well, also just Dom's, uh, you know, it, motivation, love interest. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Oh, by the way, her memory comes back in this one. Yeah, yeah, because Dom almost dies, and that shocks her into remembering. Yeah, she was such a completely different person without her memory. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good to have the real Letty back. I guess. I guess so. Yeah, it's it's all gonna be different now. So, if we're going to start talking about things we didn't like in the movie, I can list a few. A Furious 7? Yeah, because, I mean, I like this movie, but it's definitely not the best. Yeah, like I, I agree with you. Like, I, There's a lot of things I love about it, and there's a lot of things I'm just like, man, if I was in charge of this movie, that would not have been in the movie. What did you not like about Furious 7, Peter? The shaky cam was overkill. It got a little, got a little shaky. The thing is, like... You have hired some of the greatest action stars in history, and I can't even see what the fuck they're doing because you're shaking the goddamn camera so much. I mean, maybe that's part of the reason why. I mean, they're... <sighs> no, because Jason Statham, like, I was so excited for Statham. He is, he, he is incredibly good at fight scenes. And half the fight scenes, you can't see what he's doing because the camera's shaking so much. I'm just like, man, I just want to see him punch somebody. Like, come on, man. I feel like, yeah, Shaky Cam was certainly an element it was, of Fast it was and too, Furious. It was too much. Like, in the past movies, it's it's been there. But this one's the first one I was like, I, this is, it's gone overboard. Like, I, this is too much Shaky Cam. This is a camera too far. It really, like, there were, in the past, like, maybe in a few fight scenes, there'd be some Shaky Cam. In this one, some of the driving scenes, all of a sudden, the camera's shaking. I'm just like, 
they're just driving now. Like we don't need a shaky cam for them to drive. Like it's just weird. Totally. I think my one knock against this, and this is more personal taste, I guess, but mm-hmm. like I'm totally over the cold calculated villain. I don't know. So like the thing that made Fast Five great was even though there was kind of like a conniving um, bad guy, The Rock was really the antagonist oh, for yeah. most of that film. And he was like super entertaining to watch and I enjoyed his yes. part in the film. Then they got to six and I was let down because Shaw was just way too, you know, he just always had the upper hand. I just never felt like I never gave a shit about him. There was nothing interesting about him. He felt very like textbook devious bad guy who doesn't get his comeuppance until the very end and i felt dissatisfied with how he was ended and i gotta kind of get a very similar feeling with statham yeah like it's not until the very end where he gets his comeuppance but for the longest time like you know he's eating in a yeah a remote Oil refinery. He's just got, got his glass of wine just waiting for them. Steak. They show up with like a bunch of Marines and fucking ready to fill him with bullets. And he's just like, sup, I got a grenade. And then a bunch of people storm the refinery. The thing is, I think Statham did a really good... Like, I don't know. I, I might be biased, but if, I love Statham. Like, honestly, if there's... My two biggest problems with... well. Besides the shaky cam, my two biggest problems with this movie is that not enough Statham and not enough The Rock. If there was more of that, I feel like it would be a much better movie. The thing about Statham is I do I. It's not necessarily a, a problem with him. Yeah. I think it's a problem with their characterization. Probably. Uh, the Shaw before that and him yeah. and this one, I just feel are like way too cold, way too calculated. Mm-hmm. I just don't give a shit. Like there's nothing entertaining yeah, about them. I, I kind of wish they'd injected more of like maybe his persona from crank like just more of that crazy oddball shit yeah or just some yeah like i th- do think a little bit of campiness goes a long yeah. way because that's what a lot of these movies are kind of fun that's what makes them fun is just like mm-hmm. some levels of absurdity and i never felt like the antagonists in these past two movies were super like campy you know yeah. they were way too standard action film if you got catch my drift like every mm-hmm. james bond villain ever has been like that. Like, just yeah. cold and calculating. It's like, I've seen enough of this in action films. So, I don't know. I would I would like a little bit more dynamis, dynamis, yeah. dynamis, from my, uh, my antagonists. So. Yeah. Yeah. Was that all your knocks against this movie, though? I mean, yeah, just... There was so much shit going on. Shaky cam, not enough rock, not enough Statham. But yeah, besides that, like I thought it was pretty good. Um, in part of the too much shit going on, maybe like honestly, if it was just if they didn't even have this entire like government side plot of like you know finding the girl and like capturing her, like I feel like I'd be cool with that just not being in there. Just if it was just straight up Statham versus them, like I'd be cool with that. I'd get that. I think one thing that I kind of, I also didn't like, and it's kind of asking for something that just wasn't in the film to begin with, but like the ridiculousness of the action sequences. So action sequences are great. Yeah. Fast Five, you fucking pulled a bank vault out of the damn Mm. building, switched it while you were driving. Yeah. Like just, it was stupid. It's at some point it's like, have we jumped the shark here? Same thing with Too Fast, Too Furious with all those cars. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Just like stupid shit like that. And uh, Six also did that with the tank. It's like suddenly out of nowhere a tank. Yeah. <laughs> or you're fucking grappling onto a moving jet while it's trying to take off. Like just these crazy action action sequences are cool in and of their own right, but they're also ridiculous oh, yeah. in a way that I can appreciate. Yes. I didn't necessarily get that from this. The only scene would have been with the expensive sports car in Abu Dhabi, <laughs> mm-hmm. but that wasn't as big of a set piece, and that wasn't as long as a scene. I um, I really appreciated the skydiving with cars thing because I was yeah. just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" That too, especially since they like made jokes about it, like uh, Roman's like so scared of it, and then his parachute like fucks up, and he's like sliding all over the place. Like I like that one. Both the yes, both those scenes were great, but they were short lived. Mm-hmm. Um. The final like chase sequence was interesting, but I just it did wasn't I didn't feel like we got to the same levels of of no. of absurd. I think as the, the only part in that chase sequence, well, the final one with when they're trying to protect the girl, that one. Yes, that uh, yeah, one. The, the only part that got to that that uh, that that level, I think, was when they transferred her really fast. Mm-hmm. Like they did like like a weird skid thing, like literally threw her through the window. Totally. But th- that was like the one part I was like, okay, well. Outside of that, it was just a chase sequence. Yeah, exactly. Helicopter versus cars. So it wasn't a, I wasn't super feeling it on that one, unfortunately. Um, Yeah, that ra- largely summarizes Furious 7 yeah. and our thoughts they, on it. They leave it open for a sequel. Totally. Do you think there'll be a sequel without Paul Walker? So that's another thing about this film is towards the end especially I think they they did some uh postmortem Oh editing. yeah that entire last scene I don't think was in the movie originally Probably not. Yeah, like no, it actually crept up on me all at once because there came a point where Paul Walker's playing with his kid on some beach B-roll, yeah. you know, that may have not even been him. That, it was not him. It was not even him. I know for a fact that, that his that's his brother with his face CGI'd onto him. Probably. Yeah, and it's yeah, so it was one of those things where they're just all like on the beach looking at Paul, and they're like, "Look at that! It's a family. We're a yeah. family. Let's all have warm fuzzies." And then Dom, well, this—it's funny because this scene is meta. Yeah. So in the context of the film, it makes no sense. It makes no goddamn sense. But you know, outside of the film, it makes every ounce of sense. Yeah. And so yeah, so they're all looking on, all like teary-eyed for no reason. Because the job's done. Everyone's yeah. happy, but they're teary-eyed looking at Paul Walker. Then Dom just leaves. Yeah, he's like, it's never goodbye. It's never goodbye. He just leaves, and he's just, like, reflecting, and then Paul Walker pulls up, and they decide they're going to drag. Yeah, good drag race. And all the while, Dom is, like, looking over at Paul all creepy-like. He keeps smiling. He keeps smiling. Because, yeah, and that's CG. That's CG Paul Walker right there. Yeah. <laughs> just looking over at Paul Walker, like, yeah, and then all at once, as they're drag racing, Paul is an idiot and decides to go off on a separate road because that's how you drag race, apparently. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, it, it, and then they just go through a montage of scenes with Paul Walker mm-hmm. because you know, if it hasn't been made clear, He's, Paul Walker has passed away. Yeah, he is no longer alive. Yeah. So like this entire scene at the end, as powerful as it was for those of us who know. It was just it made no con- no yeah. goddamn sense with the context of the rest of the well, film. I mean, they really pushed it in like even before the film started, they had an entire montage of like Paul Walker stuff. They're like for Paul, and then at the end of the movie, they're like for Paul, for it's, Paul. It's like, yeah, 
I mean, I can appreciate I tol- it. Yeah, totally. Like, it's they, totally awesome. They needed to. It's goosebumpy. Like, yeah. I like it. But it's just in the context of the film, it's just really... <laughs> it's hard to not find it a little bit funny. Yeah. But... It's a it's a it's a pretty good end though. I think they I think they did right by it. They were, they did. Yeah. So that being said, I think we need to list these, or at least we need to talk about oh. our lists and then oh. just like get belligerent with each other. Oh. I don't think we need to like make the official zucchini thumbs yeah. list. This is not a deliberation. I did not rope you into that. But the best one, I guess, we could all say is Fast Five. It's Fast Five. It's Fast Five. Easy. Yeah. What do you think your second favorite is? Tokyo Drift. Uh, I'm going to agree with you. Yay. I'm going to agree with Tokyo Drift. No arguments. <laughs> no arguments so far. Three. This is where it gets weird. Yeah. This is where it gets hard because there's no like obvious answer. Um, there is for me. Oh, there is? What, what do you think? Too Fast, Too Furious. Damn it. I was, gonna, I was afraid to say that because I didn't want to be like. Embrace <sighs> it. I watched that film and I fucking goddamn loved yes, it. Then I went on Rotten right. Tomatoes. It's, it's really dumb. It has terrible reviews, but I think it is the third best movie. In the context of the rest of the series, knowing that it just gets crazier from there and going back to it, I think I appreciate yeah. it a lot more. If it if it had been a straight up sequel, I would have had my eyebrow cocked the entire time yeah. as to what the hell is this? It's a product of its time. Mm-hmm. So then the f- fourth best movie. Uh, Fast and Furious 6. I'm going to say 7. I liked seven more than six. Mm, Don't be crazy. I, uh, Don't be crazy. Seven was better than six. I'm just going to be honest with you. The shaky cam really disappointed me. Really? Because really? whenever I watch, and I mean, I, I guess it's biased because like I'm a big Statham fan. Every mm-hmm. time I watch a Jason Statham movie, I want to see the action scenes because he's just such a like trained like action star, you know, like he does create like, especially with the that fight scene with the rock at the beginning of the movie, you see some of the stuff that Statham would do, like jumping across the room to like tackle him, like stuff that other stars just don't do. Like he will do the action scenes in like incredibly awesome ways. And when you're shaking the camera, I can't fucking see the action scenes. And that really disappointed me. You're right. I, I, I can totally see it. But yeah, I don't know. For me, six and seven are really close to where like I I could slot either of them into this slot, and I'd be I'd be satisfied. I give seven the edge because it had a little less melodrama than six. Yeah, like you didn't have that shit with Giselle, um, Han and Giselle going on. Mm, yeah, which felt kind of weird to me. Um, I mean, it made sense. Like it was all it was always there, mm-hmm. but no one likes to see a sad Han. No one. No one likes you to know see what, a maybe, sad Han. Okay. I'm put- and I just didn't like the antagonist at all. Okay, for and- me, I'm putting six above it just because Han's in it, and I love really? Han. See, I thought about that, and then I'm like, <laughs> but it also had G- Giselle and that whole nonsense, and yeah. I still would prefer uh, Statham over the other team of British people. Hmm. I don't know. It just it felt more... Yeah, I mean, I didn't like either antagonist, but Statham, I still I still liked him more. So for you, it's seven and six, and for me, it's six and seven? Yeah, probably. And then one? Yes. And then four? 
Yeah, okay. fuck four. Okay. I fucking hate four so goddamn much. <laughs> like, seriously, I felt pissed off because, you know, you, you go for two, which is campy. Yeah. Then you go to Tokyo Drift, which is serious, but it's, like, so different yeah. that you can appreciate it. So, you know, I had already been spoiled with two consecutive movies, wildly different styles, but both great in their own right. Mm-hmm. And then four just went back to, like, oh, yeah, we're Fast and Furious again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. <laughs> And then five came out and removed all doubt that four was the worst one of yeah. all time because five was so goddamn good. So, yeah, Fast and Four Furious is, is the worst. Easy, hands down, no doubt in my mind, no doubt in Peter's mind. Yeah, it, you heard it here first. No doubts. The official Zucchini Thumbs list of best Fast and Furious movies. Besides six and seven just being swapped. <laughs> just being swapped. Honestly, though, I Those will... Those are just I, on, like, I the will, same level. As I said, it's the edge to seven for me. Yeah. Edge. Like, honestly, they're, I think they're both equal. Very, me, very good. That's where I'm at as well. Like, they're really close, and I'm just, like, I just barely six. Like, just barely. Yeah. And for, same with me. Just barely seven. Just barely. Uh, Yeah. So... It'll be it'll be fun to see what happens. What happens with a like? They yeah. have to make a sequel. Like it, it, not 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 in that. Like I think they have to make a sequel. Just th- this movie made so much money that Hollywood will not let them not make a sequel. Yes. No. So. It, yeah. It, the question will become where the focus lies. I think it's going to be Statham because they they hint like. I'm, you know I'm gonna get out of here, and then the rock's like, <laughs> "Sure you will," like, and then close at the door. Unless it becomes one of those things where they'll put Statham on hiatus, mm-hmm. have the next film, and then at the end of the next film, be like, "Oh yeah, by the way, Statham, Statham got out." Yeah, like which I can totally see them doing because I feel like they do a good job of kind of like not totally yeah. making consecutive. Yeah, they did the the same thing with Letty, just like this entire movie she'll be gone and then she's back. So. My one concern, though, is just, like, how the cast is going to be composed now. Because now that Paul Walker is out, I feel like Paul Walker, he kind of took more of a backseat yeah. over the course of the series. But I still think he kind of anchors. Totally. She, he's, like, I mean, he's a mainstay. Like, he's one of the yeah. main dudes. Vin Diesel is serious with the occasional smirk. Mm-hmm. And then Paul Walker's just the dude who it's like, what What did you get yourself into now, Paul? <laughs> so I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think the reason why Vin Diesel is serious with the occasional smirk is because I don't think he can actually smile. I don't think he can actually act. Have you ever, <laughs> have you ever seen Vin Diesel try to smile? It's like it, this weird it's like... like yeah, it's like a weird like derp face because like his lips literally can't just move anymore because he's lifted uh, so much. Yeah, his, <laughs> his cheek muscles are too bulky. Yeah. <laughs> No, it, it it's just one of those things where like the next one, the okay, so Vin Diesel is like the one main mainstay if you don't count the rest of the mm-hmm. like because the rest of the group is still kind of side character esque. Yeah, you know? it's still you, Vin yeah, Diesel's you, on the posters. Yeah, you got you got Roman to be there for like com- comic relief. You got Tej there to be like the smart guy. Like, yeah, and the, yeah, so it's one of those things though where I can see them easily making Vin Diesel and Letty the two like now focused stars in the next one yeah that's gonna be make that's gonna make me real sad if that's the case i feel like they either need to get another like mainstay to replace paul walker yeah or just have a lot more of the rock because dude just a lot make the rock his partner didn't they already make a movie where the rock and Dwayne Johnson are or not <laughs> the rock and the, the rock <laughs> the rock and the rock. rock and rock that this that would be a great 
direction to go in. Two, like two rock, two, two rocks, two rock, two rockiest, two two rock, <laughs> two rockiest. There we go, two rauchous. <laughs> um, no, like mo- Vin, if they make Vin Diesel and The Rock like the two mainstays, that I would be down with. That. Yeah, that, that's that would be amazing. Just please, no more Letty. I cannot be more I, down on Letty. I want the next movie to be The Rock and Vin Diesel having to fight Jason Statham and just no other like weird bullshit. Just I want it straight up just like it's those three dudes. It'd be like an amazing like cast. Let me pitch you the best scene that will come from the Fast and Furious 8. Big blue style action sequence on a highway oh. where they're just hopping between cars yes, fighting each other. Just recreate Smash Brothers in the movie. Basically. <laughs> there we go. That one's for free. Uh, whatever director is going to be on the next one. They've actually tossed up direct- directors a lot. Yeah, just looking at this Wikipedia page. A lot of different people have worked on it. Yeah. And that's I think that's why the shaky cam got enhanced in this one because the new director is probably like, fucking shake it, man. Just shake the shit out of it. Yeah, you can see like qualitative um, similarities between like like there's a direct correlation between movie and director yeah like rob cohen did the first one john singleton did the second one so you know two different directors two very different movies justin lynn did three through six which are all very like mm-hmm. uh, have very similar core elements of course there was a new guy who did seven it seems mm-hmm. so yeah take that for what you will <laughs> so with that being said, that's us nerding out over the Fast and the Furious. Yes. And us having gone seen Furious 7, me having gotten drunk or buzzed beforehand, yeah. <laughs> me sobering up in the theater, and then me coming back home and getting drunk again. <laughs> what a wonderful way to spend a weekend. It was It was a good time. It was great. Now get the fuck out of my house.